Bigfoot Club Season 2, Episode 1. I'm your host, Robert Jesse Dominguez. And with me always is... Well, not always remember, <laughs> but... Christopher Lee Clubs. And also... I don't know how anyone will understand what you just said. <laughs> why, why are you that way? Let's why are you that way? <laughs> why are you the way you are? No, I'm Ash, as always. So we're Except for that one time, and y'all regretted it. <laughs> we're we're back, season two, episode one. Um, we're opening the show with uh, a guest. Uh, guest. Opening the season. Yes, opening the season. Sorry. <laughs> opening the season with a guest that I, I it's dear to my heart. Um, a person that I look up to uh, tremendously. Um, a mentor, a friend, a brother, and anything you could. Throw into that. I that's what I feel about this guy. So. In any good adjective, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> our our first guest ever, ever, ever on our show, ever. Luke Gross. Thanks, Bob. What an inter- <laughs> I, I love the introduction. I love it. That was that was good. Yeah. No. So I, I feel the same about you, Bob. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. So do I, Bob. <laughs> yeah, right, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, it's it's been a while since we talked, right? Mm-hmm. A couple like five six years. Mm, yeah. The so the conference, the, the conference, right? Conference. Right. Because um, I know, um, man, I, I know throughout the shows, I've always referenced you. I always go back to you all the time, and because um, I I wouldn't be where I'm at right now if it wasn't for you. So I know before. Before 99, I was just working and just doing stuff, and Bigfoot was a hobby of mine, and I would, you know, just read books on it and watch shows, and, and like, before I went to, in 99, I went to Yahoo and search Texas Bigfoot, <laughs> and they brought you up. They brought you up. So, uh, I'm grateful for the path that, we, that I've, you know, got to be with you. So, man, I, 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 I can't say enough good things about you, so. Well, I have a lot. Of good things to say about you. You were a, when you came on board. Yeah, you were a fast learner. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> really, and had so many questions. Yeah, it was constant questions, and it's like, well, let's learn about these questions together. Let's right, get the answers right. together. And I, th- I think we've got quite a few of them so far. Yeah, because I think I think in the past I I know because I would call you. I remember sometimes I would call you. I said, I hate to bother you, but I had to. Go. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. I just I don't know. I had so many questions back then with the TBRC and back back when it was good mm-hmm. in the early years. So um, I'll just say that. There you go. <laughs> well, well, I know. Um, though this is the first time we've ever met, Luke, I would not be here without you as well. Because um, uh, Bigfoot Bob over there is uh, is a really really good friend of mine, as as all of our listeners know. But he said nothing but really really good things about you and for him to trust you i trust you and uh i appreciate you this is this is the by far the biggest show that we've done and and for you to be the the first guest on the show means means so much to us it's i've 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 been like stoked about this since he even started talking about you coming on the show so thank you for being here thank you for being part of it most most uh most of all thank you for uh getting this guy involved in bigfoot so yeah, because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't if it wasn't for all that. So 
Am I blushing yet? (laughs) (laughs) No, you look good, man. You look good. You said not pale. Okay. So I did want to say we're actually in Hawkins, Mm -hmm. Hawkins, Texas. We're on the road. Yeah, we're actually further from our last our last road trip, right, Renesh? Yeah, I mean, Bigfoot's gone. Carrollton is far. You know, yeah, yeah, Carrollton's far from Irving, but Hawkins is a little far. I said Bigfoot's gone mobile. Bigfoot's been mobile. Bigfoot Club has gone mobile. (laughs) So (laughs) Bigfoot's been mobile for a long time. Yeah. So, but Bigfoot Club's gone mobile. Well, for the second time. First time with me. Yeah. Hopefully, Um, hopefully we can go far and wide. That's my ultimate goal, personally, is just that all we have to do is research and travel all the time. That'd be super fun. Yeah. If we could get to that point. It'd be amazing. Hallelujah. So if anybody wants to sponsor said endeavors. Yeah, Murphy's Music. Murphy's Music. Hey, we're using your equipment, man. (laughs) So... um, Luke, Luke, what what have you been up to lately? I mean, recently, have you... Work. Work, just working? A lot of work. I've, I've, I've actually met quite a few new new people uh, that are researching. and Bigfoot uh, researchers? Yeah, Bigfoot researchers. And they, a lot of them are good. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of them, hmm, not so good. I, yeah. I, I think how they're researching can be worked on a little bit. but You want to you wanna expound on that a little bit? The, well, the, the, well, here, let me let me say this. Okay. The, the, first, the first thing I'm going to say, and this... This really gets my goat. Right. And finding the show Finding Bigfoot yes. mm-hmm. was good for getting the word out about Bigfoot, that they're out there, right. they exist, or at least they were trying to prove they exist. Mm-hmm. But what happened was a lot of people said, so this is how you research. You get all these mm-hmm. lights, mm-hmm. and you take off, and you march through the woods, yeah. making racket, moving around, and going on the back trails, the same trail that the Bigfoot are, are using. Right. Okay. Well, you're just making them nervous. You know, they're going to say, I don't want to be around here. What's this guy's out hunting or what? Yeah. And they're turning around, and they're coming up behind you. So the chance you're getting a really super good visual is next to Neil. Uh, so... And, and to me, now, in my own opinion, right, that's not the best way to do it. Yeah, it's it's good entertainment on well, TV. Sure, it's a hobby. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are out to experience a Bigfoot. Right. Uh, they're out there just to encounter a Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that. You know I couldn't do that. Right, my, right. One of my main objectives when I was going into the field all the time was documenting everything I found. Right. Photographing, writing it down. And there are, there are people out there doing that. Right. You can't take that away. And mm-hmm. I'm not trying to take, you know, people out there trying to have an experience or having an encounter with one. I'm not trying to take that away from either. But if you want to have better luck, f- go out and find you an area that you think they're in and go out in the daytime, look around, gather your evidence if there's any to be found, mm-hmm. tree breaks, uh, uh, footprints, et cetera, hair samples, whatever. Do that in the daytime, but at nighttime, go back to camp. Don't start a fire. Right. A cold camp. Put scent out around the camp. I use deer scent, mm-hmm. a full bottle. Yeah. Around the camp, and then I would use uh, blackberry juice. You can you can buy the blackberries, or you can pick dewberries, and use that juice. Or you can pick them in the when they're in season, freeze them, use them in the winter time for research. Right. And burn honey, and 
that attracts them. It really does. I've had more luck that way with than running around the woods. So you you find a lot of researchers are not doing stuff like that. They're they're just trancing out into the woods. I mean, because I know I've always said, uh, finding Bigfoot, you might as well set off a Roman candle. You're right. You're absolutely right. So, and and I think that when you have those individuals that go out there like that, they they hinder it for the ones that are actually out there for the real deal mm-hmm. and for the research because. Um, and I know we talked off off show before we came on here today, and I compared it to deer hunting. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're going deer hunting, uh, you get up early in the morning before the sun comes up. You go and you find your spot, and you sit there and you wait. You don't go out with your guns ablazing and your cameras and your lights and all that stuff. They're going to know you're there, and they're going to know what you're there for. So, and I also talked about how. If they are out there, they're not stupid. They're not dumb. They're they're intelligent creatures. And they know you're there before you know they're there because you're going into their home, you're yeah. going into their territory. And <clears throat> we had mentioned how um, we don't want to villatize them on, on our show. We don't want to uh, if if they wanted to be seen, they let you be seen. They 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 let you see them. Well, these researchers that go out there are are only pushing them back into the into the to the to the bush or whatever where they hide. So the ones that are out there that are really trying to do the research and get the real idea of Bigfoot um, to the people, they're they're just messing it up for them. Yeah, and that's true true with a lot of them. I know there's some that that are going out. I know uh, one person in particular that he goes out mm. and he stays out. That's by, the, that's by, the right way to do it, right? By himself, right, and I'm talking deep in the woods, mm-hmm. and they're in. He goes into some of the areas that I won't go into and stay at night by myself. Mm-hmm. He's out there by himself doing this, uh, and I, he gets a lot of my respect for doing that. But he's not out going out and 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 raising a big ruck, ruckus and, and making a lot of noise and stuff. He's going out. He's building a small campfire. Right. He's actually eating food, natural food. He picks the plants and he eats the plants. He cooks right. the plants. And and that's one way to do it right there. And I, I, he has a lot of my respect. He was, is, he, is, is he posting stuff? Is he posting stuff at all? Yeah, some stuff he is. Okay. Is, but, this, uh, is this your brother? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, to me, if you, if you were just, if someone was explaining that to me, I said, that's, that's a little gross. Mm-hmm. That's how Luke would do it. And so, yeah. I mean, and, and, and that's, but he's he's doing it right. I, I'm not sure if he's documenting everything, right? But uh, I've heard some of the tales, uh, and he's actually had uh, coyotes, dead coyotes, thrown at him. Wow. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he showed me photographs of uh, the impressions around their necks, right? Handprint. To to me, that that sounds like uh, an offering. Yeah. Would you consider that an offering or no? he didn't? He didn't. But <laughs> no, he didn't. I, I, I was going to say, aggression. You know, he, he felt that it was an aggressive gesture. What, what, what's what's your opinion on aggressive gesture? Okay. Yeah, it's dead and it was thrown at me. That yeah, okay. that's, that's pretty that, aggressive. Pretty aggressive. <laughs> okay. But I res- and and, and I, like I said before, I'm not trying to take anything away from people who's wanting to right. to have an experience or have an encounter. I mean, they're going to do it however they want to do it. But if you want to have a better chance, go find you an active area mm-hmm. and go back and sit down in that dark camp. 
right and wait because the minute you arrive there like you said chris they know you're there yeah they know because they have a scout or a sentinel Mm -hmm. that's watching the area Mm -hmm. and they know you're there so just go back and let them come to you and take it at their pace Mm. you can't force the issue with these with these people right oh boy that was a Boy, you see how I got silent all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I call them that. I have reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't say modern human. Right. Uh, I, I always called them locals. That's a good, that's a good, yeah, locals. Yeah, locals, because yeah. they've been here a lot here long, a lot longer than we have. A lot longer than we have. Yes. But, uh, and that's, that's, that's my whole thing is, you know, I used to call it the big hairy monster. I used to say hunting it, all that stuff. And, and, and Robert, he, he asked me, "Hey, can we not do that?" And and I respect that. I do, because if if they've been around so long and 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 in their areas, if they wanted to hurt people, they'd hurt people all the time. They're not aggressive. Um, they will be. They can be they if can. they have to be. But um, the more I get into the to the whole Bigfoot thing, and the more I learn about it, and all that good stuff, and and again, I'm not saying that I believe, but I, I like the fact that. You and Robert and when the TBRC, when they first when when you first started that group, y'all were out there trying to get the point out that, hey, this is not an aggressive creature. It's only going to be aggressive when it has to be, when it's protecting its young, when it's protecting its habitat, when you're when you are aggressive towards it. Um, then it's going to do that. But that's any creature. That's mm-hmm. any yeah. natural born creature is going to have the same instincts as that. So. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, you say go into a dark, uh, a dark camp, uh, quiet, you know, real burning honey. Um, mm-hmm. honey is obviously from nature, uh, use blackberries or, or blueberries, whatever. Um, but I want to, I want to ask you and, and deer scent, obviously mm-hmm. what a lot of deer hunters use that to attract it. Is that, do you think that that, that Bigfoot, when they, smell that or hear you think that that is letting them know hey this is this is one of the good guys is is it kind of a a way for you to let them know hey i'm not here to harm you i'm not here to to, i'm a good guy Mm -hmm. yeah well no i can't i can't really say that well number one burning honey you know who i learned that from who did you learn that from that i learned that from ran trusty good old ran trusty good old ran trusty and bear hunters bear hunters use that okay to attract an animal. Okay. And I know when I smell it burning, it makes me hungry. Mm, makes okay. me hungry. And so to me, it's just, it's more of an attractant. But a lot of people will take food. They'll take food and they'll take, you know, uh, foods that aren't indigenous to the area. Mm-hmm. What I've done is try, I'll even use anchovy paste. Mm. And I'll take the anchovy paste and I'll just squeeze the tube. And it'll go on the tree. Well, it's, it's a fish. Smell. I was going to say, is it just for pure, because that stuff just, stinks. Right. It's, it's just very potent. Yeah. And and pungent. the dewberries. Pungent, yeah. The dewberries or the blackberries. It's the same thing. That's that's a, a plant that's indigenous to their habitat. And so is the deer. And you might be able to, I haven't tried it, but uh, a wild hog scent. Okay. You even yeah. You might be able to use that. Because you could go into a lot when you start talking about wild hogs mm-hmm. and Bigfoot, there, there's there's a lot you can go into with that, right, especially yeah. especially the population, not of the hogs, but of the Bigfoot. Right. 
but that's something you could go into. <clears throat> since since we're talking about Bigfoot, um, did you want to talk about Deborah Thornton? Sure. Deborah Thornton was um, a case we had in early in the TBRC. Um, it was in Lamar County. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your take on that? Do you do you recall most of that or? I don't recall all of it, right? But most of it, I do. She was um, she was driving down a road. Well, I think we're what's what lake's out there? Pat May's Lake. Is it is it Pat May's Lake or is it Cooper Lake? Do you, no, you guys, it's not Cooper Lake. The, I have no idea. It might be Pat. Pat, Pat Mays. Mays. Pat Mays. This was a this was an area. It was before the lake was there. It was like in the sixties, mm-hmm. I believe. And so she was driving down. She was driving down uh, this road before the lake was there. They got a flat tire. Her boyfriend or husband or significant other left and get walked in walked into town to go get a, an, another tire or go get help or tow truck or something. Uh, this was before cell phones and all that stuff. So. So sixties, you're kidding me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, millennials today do no. So anyway, (laughs) so he goes. He goes into town. Her her sighting stuff was this Bigfoot came out of the woods and tried to pull her out of out of the driver's side, and so she fought him off with a a glass coke bottle. That what she was claiming. Do do you recall that? Mm -hmm. And that you know he was trying to pull her out. She saw his nipples, saw his penis. Mm-hmm. And eventually, two females came out of the woods. Two Bigfoot females. One was pregnant, and they were shouting at her. They were they were howling at him to stop. And apparently, he stopped. And then they walked into the woods. And I I do remember that. Okay. Because I know we I was saving that story for you whenever you got back on. Because I think we touched on it. I think it was episode three, four. It something. was three or four. Mind your engine piece. Yeah, mind your engine piece. So mm-hmm. uh, I just wanted to go from that because I know we were as a group investigating that story mm-hmm. and i just wanted to see if you remember it if you wanted to talk about that one yeah we we can talk about it I, I remember when we we went out there as a matter of fact we filmed it right we we filmed the interview with with her and i had created a list of questions and it was a very long list half half of a legal tablet no it's over a legal, legal yeah. tablet page of questions for her and uh we just asked her the questions and then we would re-ask the questions in another way and she would give the same answer right and it's like we was talking about earlier she did she gave the same answer and then she said that uh she had scars on her legs right from it grabbing her ankles from it grabbing her ankles trying yeah, to pull her out so. of the car uh I, I personally didn't see the scars but and it's and we even tried to find the doctor, but yeah. I don't think the doctor yeah. office was around anymore. Yeah, yeah. He's going to talk to doc to the doctor about it, but uh, and we even found out. Do you remember what treatment she said that there was a treatment that he gave her? I don't recall that at all because I know, and I, I'm when I say this, I'm not judging her at all or judging anybody that does mm-hmm. this. But apparently, she she had um, I think she had like a drug problem. Mm-hmm. Do you recall that? Or she yeah. was an alcoholic or she was mm-hmm. in heavy into drugs. And so I think the the local uh, police didn't really believe her that much or something. But I don't recall that part at all. So um, I'll just go. I'll go with that on that. So Okay. Yeah. But, and, you know, it was documented and the documentation right. is somewhere. But I don't have it. Right. But, uh, no, and, you know, like you say, and, and when she goes, we was talking about the the different colored nipples, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Earlier, 
and the pigment of the, the skin. The pigment of the skin, how how it was pink. One was real pink, and the other one was a darker. I believe is what it was. Darkish areola or something. Yeah. yeah so, well, and that could. Uh, I just showed you the picture. You guys a picture right. of what I've seen mm-hmm. at Billy Simmons. I don't right. have it up there anymore. Right. But it showed that there was a patch of white hair on this dark Bigfoot, mm-hmm. and it was on the right shoulder blade, back shoulder blade, mm-hmm. on the right side. And I found it interesting that you know the skin would be very pink, mm-hmm. right underneath, underneath the hair, the white hair that was there. So yeah, and. Maybe there's just a good possibility that that's what she's seen, you know, that it, that it was actually yeah that color. Because I, I know at the time that was like our biggest case. That was our biggest story, mm-hmm. our biggest thing. So I think a lot of us, I can't remember who all went. It was me, you, I think it was Dana Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jerry was there and mm-hmm. Boudreaux, Buddy Boudreaux. And um, I can't remember who else was there, but it was a lot of us there. And uh, I remember we were all giving it 100% attention and... Um, she, she was a little strange, you know, she was, mm-hmm. she was a little strange. Like, I remember she had like a, a like a mechanic jumpsuit on mm-hmm. and she had like a little, I think like a, a um, midnight special inside her. <laughs> she would pull it out. Well, so after she, that, I would, think I was, yeah, yeah. So, I would have something a little bigger than that. Yeah. So, so it, I thought, I thought she was, you know, and I'm not judging her. She's, you know, she never wavered on her story. So I, I know that, that you, uh, Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. I thought you had something else to say. I was just going to say, I know that that was your, like, this woman is, this this story is legit because of right. the questioning, um, because she never wavered. And, and Luke, you mentioned this, that you, you asked the same questions, mm-hmm. just in different, I know in psychiatric tests, they do that a lot. They, they You have like a list of 200 questions and they're probably the same questions just answered in a different way. Right. And uh, that was the that was your sign of the credit, the, the credibility of this yeah. of this story. She never wavered. Well, I mean, <clears throat> you know, we weren't there. And yeah, I, don't know. I mean, we didn't see the scars on her on her, mm-hmm. on her ankles that she said. I don't know. I mean, um, maybe she's a good healer. I don't know. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I know. I have, I have scars. Right. That I know are there, but you can't see them. Right. I, I, and so maybe that. Lend something. Did you? Did you at the time? Did you believe her? I had I had doubts only because of the scars on her legs. But after you do a little research and personal experience with scars, right? You know, scars do disappear over time. And if they were nail marks, which she claimed they were, that maybe those would heal up faster. Yeah, because it was just it was just convenient how it was in an area where you know the. The Corps of Engineers put it mm-hmm. like that now, so it was <laughs> not the same area. The Corps of Engineers land, oh yeah, <laughs> I love it, I love it. An- another interesting uh, uh, part of this story that that always interests me whenever whenever I think of it is she had mentioned two females came out to stop this male from pulling her out of the pulling vehicle. her out of the vehicle. Right. That's very very interesting to me, and that also lends to the the intelligence of these of these creatures right not just their intelligence but socialistic in a way yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. not just their intelligence but the nature of these of these of the of bigfoot right because they were hey this this male is like 
I want to get some. Here's an easy target. And these other these other two females are like, uh-uh. no, that's not happening. Yeah. So it's it's the, in, the, the the intelligence of them and the the hey these other Bigfoot cared about this woman that was in his truck and we're like, no, that's not how you do it. So <laughs> that's that's always been an intriguing part uh, of the story to me because when you have documentation like that and you have stories like that, it just shows that so many people go about this the wrong way. And right. And here's another thing. If, if that Bigfoot truly wanted her, he, he could have had her. He, he, he didn't have to stop. Yeah. You know, he didn't have just cause two female Bigfoot come out of the woods and tell him to stop. He didn't have to. Right. Well, he did, you know, if, if it's true, if the story is true, this just solidifies to me that they're not just there to hurt people. Right. <clears throat> so that was, that was a good story. I do remember that. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, any other, let me see. There was a, a couple, it was a couple, I know we talked off show, but yeah. mm-hmm. there, was, there was another one that I thought it was kind of, was kind of funny. Um, yeah, go, go for it, Bob. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. And there's a word, because of the word blue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Blue and uh, maybe was, mushroom. I know. I, I haven't <laughs> talked, I haven't talked on the podcast about this story, okay. but I've talked to these, the Ash and, and, um, my good friend over there. What uh, he Chris. can't he can't remember my name. Yeah, I'm Chris such a good friend, but he can't remember my name. So Chris, <laughs> what's his name? What is what not Stephen? Uh, yeah, you yeah. um, can't say What's the name? Uh, so it was it was a blue penis one. Uh, glow you, in the glow in the dark. Glow in the dark penis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you do you, you know you know do you recall? It? Was it, that was a phone interview? Wasn't it? Wasn't it? It honest? was a phone phone interview, and I, there was actually two two people listening to the call right at the same time uh well let me put it this way i and like i said earlier we were talking about this earlier mm-hmm. i don't like to leave any stone yeah. unturned right I, i'm gonna check out any story and go in depth and try and explain it's like everybody at the tbrc at the time you know when you go i would tell them when you go to do an investigation right the first thing you want to do is you want to ask the question why right Okay, ask the question, well, well why? Well, with the uh, blue penis, it's the question why is kind of like, how is the question you <laughs> right. ask? Yeah. How, how did this happen? Well, I, I actually, I've been laughed at about this story right. numerous times, numerous times. I, I have too, so. so and, and, and it is, it sounds funny, but me, you know how I am. I'm going to dig in, I'm going to find out everything right. I can. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the way I am. So what I did was I actually did some research on what could possibly make a Sasquatch's penis blue and glow in the dark. Right. Well, in the area that this took place, there was a mountain. And the reason the story sounded so funny that the ladies would say they'd see these two, I believe it was two Sasquatch, mm-hmm. come down the mountain, but their penises were glowing. And I can only imagine the visual on this. <laughs> I know. Yeah. A, a bouncing penis. Right? Yeah. Bouncing, yeah. So. Uh, but, and, 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 and one thing that, to see two of them bouncing down this mm-hmm. far away just only only says how big this creature is, not just his <laughs> man, but yeah, the yeah, creature yeah, himself. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But, I had to put that in there. Yeah. That, that, was, that was good. But, I did some research, and in the area that this incident supposedly took place, there were mushrooms that grew, mm-hmm. and they were called the jack-o'-lantern mushrooms. 
And does anybody know what color they glowed? I'm assuming I'm blue. Guessing blue. It was blue. <laughs> okay. Well, they kind of put two and two together. Maybe these, the Sasquatch, the Bigfoot, whichever ones you want to call them, right. had eaten these mushrooms and handled themselves. And, right. you know, it's it's hard to say. Or maybe but they that, were hand, handling each other. Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. His lady <laughs> likes it. That's what I'm saying. That's They were, I don't know. Because <laughs> the... As I recall, the story was because it was a phone interview. The lady was from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Did she say that this that she thought that the Bigfoot were going to come down and have sex with her? Is that what it was? No, or, no. no. Was, she, she just, just she just thought it coming down. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, and, I, I couldn't remember, but uh, but that that was most of the story. But uh, I I could explain halfway right of why their penises were going blue. <laughs> so well, at least you had some kind of. Something, not so, just scientific. Right. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they, it was maybe half of an explanation. Yeah, but it's. And, I and mean, the it's, other half could have been that the mushrooms were getting eaten. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. By so whoever. make his urine blue. Or something. But here's the thing: is where these where these Bigfoot were with their glowing penises. There was an explanation of a glowing. But a natural mushroom growing in this area that was a luminescent and glow in the dark blue. So that's that's right. It's it to me. It it might have been just a big dude walking up there with a glowing penis, but hey, yeah. it's probably Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a guy that big. So uh-huh. Ash, right. Ash is looking up um, mushrooms right now. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so no wieners. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that that just for you to to take the time to investigate an area just lets me know that yeah you're doing it for the you're trying to, you're truly trying to find out an explanation for this lady or these individuals mm-hmm. why they're seeing blue penises coming down the coming down the mountain right and and if if I were in that situation and and you came and said hey there's there's glowing mushrooms over here that are blue and 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 they glow in the dark well, well there you go I mm-hmm. mean there's Put it to bed. They, they like glowing the dark mushrooms and yeah, especially you know in Kentucky. In Kentucky, <laughs> so, yeah. so there's all kinds of glow in the dark weird shit in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I really want to go. Good old Kentucky. Oh man, so um, I, was, I was behind on the Runtun. Yeah, oh, he's always behind. If you know, go ahead and do it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't. I don't have it up. Come so on, I'm waiting on you. I don't have it. Get up. your glasses. Come on. You can't sit with us. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so, so what, one of the things that, that we talked about right off air, and I'm going to jump jump back to what we were talking about earlier in the question that I asked you about how your little campfire and all that stuff is, maybe that's like a, a peace offering saying, hey, I'm not here to hurt you. Um, I'm just I'm just here to, to interact with you. Is the, is it, is it, um, Gorman or, or Garmin, the language uh, where you do the the sticks and the symbols and all that stuff on the on the ground. That, that that's one of them. Yeah, it's called Ogam. Ogam, okay. Ogam. Goam. Ogam. Let's just call it. Ogam. Okay, Ogam. For my sake, please let's call it Ogam because okay. I can't pronounce anything. But <laughs> okay. um, for doing that, is is that a, a sign of hey, we're 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 really trying to communicate with you. We're really trying to. To, to, to learn about you to is that kind of a peace offering uh, well, or is it just a community just straight communication? Well, let, 
let's see, there was, we did a, myself and uh, four other, five other people had done a a study, went into these, because everybody was finding Mm -hmm. these stick structures or symbols on the ground, branches that's been laid out in formations, Mm -hmm. which look like some type of ancient writing. Well, I was finding them too in the big area that we used to research. We had our research stand in. And this isn't just like they fell there. No. These were purposely put there for a, a, a specific reason. Mm-hmm. Okay. They were they were placed there. Now, whether they were placed there for us to see mm-hmm. or yeah, or if it was communicating between. But between. Themselves. Yeah. But come to find out that uh, when in, we studied thousands of different languages, ancient languages, uh, and we found one that really connected. Actually, it's a combination of several. Mm-hmm. But one of the main one, the main ones that we found was the Vinca symbols, and then Ogam. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll get to the Ogam part in in just a minute. Yeah. There was there were several. Uh, no, I'll I'll go ahead and delve right into that. Right. Uh, I I got into a habituation situation where I used to live. Uh, which 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 city was that? It was in Golden, Texas. Golden, okay. And it was November. It was a warm November, and I was outside. I was barbecuing chicken. Love to cook outside. Ooh, barbecue so, chicken. Mm, barbecue chicken. <laughs> yeah, but I was barbecuing chicken, and as I was sitting there, I had a rock thrown at me. Mm-hmm. And where this was located, you'd you'd say there is no way, no way that. Bigfoot could be in this area. and But there's nobody on the other side of me. This is in the country. And there was a fence line there. Then I had an outdoor light. Well, I said, okay. I've been seeing these symbols and stuff. So I just turned around, walked directly towards the area where this rock was thrown from. I had an old dog kennel that was about three feet off the ground. It was a big one. And I took some branches and I broke these branches. And I laid them out, one vertically and four horizontally this way. And I waved. And I turned and walked back and started cooking my cooking my chicken again. Mm-hmm. I went out there the next day, and the branches on this symbol were rearranged. There wasn't wind. There was no wind that night. There wasn't an animal. They were arranged in a different way. And I said, hmm, okay, so I'm not imagining this. Mm. And then I said, well, that kind of looks like the old Irish writing, Ogam. So I put it, I said, Ogam. So I started reading about Ogam, started studying Ogam and learning how you could actually read Ogam. Mm. So I put one, I laid one out. I have photographs of it on top of this kennel that said, friend. Hmm. And I got a response back, but just one branch was turned. And then I told a lady that was in the study, Tina Harder, Mm. was in the study. I told her to place this out, friend. She got this huge, an amazing response. Amazing. And it said, 
Bamoa. Now, Bamoa is what it's spelled. Bamoa? Bamoa. Knowing me, I had to go in deeper. I said, <laughs> I'm going all the way into the rabbit hole here. Yeah. So I started looking at Bamoa, Bamoa, Bamoa. And come to find out that Bamoa, Bamoa was a tribe of Indians in Mexico, in southern Mexico. Hmm. And I said, interesting. So, but this was a long time ago. This was like when the Spanish was there. Right. The Bamoa Indians moved north up into the Baja area of Mexico, down in northern Mexico is where they were at. Right. Well, come to, to find out that the Bamoa were actually these people and they moved into southern Arizona, which was uh, not the Hopi Indians. I'm trying to think of the name of the Indians. My gosh, it was right there on the tip of my tongue. It pisses <laughs> me off so bad. But anyway, this tribe mm-hmm. of, of Indians that's located there have a super long history of Bigfoot in, in their storytelling. Like totem poles and stuff, or like it, artifacts it, in their in their spoken history. Okay, it goes all the way back to Bamoa. Mm, wow! And I said, "Holy crap!" There's there's no way. And I had somebody. Conf- I talked to somebody else that confirmed about the history of this tribe of Indians, right? And of, of Native Americans now, and it was just it was an amazing story. So to me. I was told something, or she was told something. Yeah. Very important. Right. And just had to dig into it. But we got to where we was, you could lay out these four branches, or the branches, but they had to be a a certain length, a certain diameter, Mm -hmm. a half inch in diameter, 24 inches long. Right. And everybody did did the same thing? Everybody did the same thing. And this was happening from... Oklahoma, Oklahoma to Texas to Pennsylvania to Canada to Ohio, everybody was getting the same responses. Mm. This is a this was known. Is this, this was known. This was, is, did everybody like put this on video? Did they did they take pictures of it? I've got photographs of every and one of them. Are you are you are you going to? Did you release this at all, or did you? At one point in time, I did, but I pulled the videos down. Okay, and for because. This actually, when you start interacting with these branches, these symbols, right? When you start interacting, they become uh, they're more vulnerable to because you're a friend. Then mm-hmm, you're right. trying to communicate. Yeah, you're talking. You don't know what you're saying, but you're talking to them when with this one symbol anyway. Right. But there was another symbol put out, and a lot of this these languages predate Sumerian writing 5,000 years before. Wow. Mm. So an old, super, super, super old language. But there was one symbol that we put out in the beginning. It was two X's. Half These branches were made a half inch in diameter, 24 inches long. Two X's side like this, laid side by side mm-hmm. with a branch laid in the middle. Well, 
the symbol was photographed every day or every three days. And Tina Carter was photographing her symbols constantly. I was too. Right. And come to find out that this symbol was being manipulated. The branches were being rotated of the X's. One X, the top branch of this X Mm -hmm. was moved over here. The top X of this branch was moved over here. And these branches were moved 45 degrees. And then this branch was placed back on top. So this was everybody, Mm -hmm. everybody. Everybody. These were spinning. They were turning. But the neat thing about it is, after I found this out, after the photographs were looked at, between each rotation, it created symbols when you laid them out. I've got it all documented, everything photographed. And I cried when I figured... It took me three weeks to figure out what was going on. Right. And Tina Harder tried on her symbol. She said, I just think I forgot to place a branch right. When she made a mistake, there was a piece of blue bark laid on the branch that was a mistake. Hmm. Every <laughs> time. Every time. So they were... They were- Telling you, hey, that's wrong. They were, they were like, they were grammar English teachers at this point saying, hey, you got it wrong. <laughs> that's that's exactly what was what it wow. was. And when she made the correct placement of the branches, it continued. It continued. There was no no blue bark. Later. Wow. Uh, that's to me. That's communication. That's definitely communication. That's, that's communication. That's, that's beyond tree. You know, tree knocks and mm-hmm. yeah, that's beyond and howling and howling and, and, and tree so, knocks and all so. that. I was just amazed. It was an amazing journey. Um, I know. I know. We talked on the phone uh, a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I was telling you the story about when, whenever I, whenever I left the TBRC, I I got in with you know Buddy Britt mm-hmm. and Mike Sells and Ken Ken Marvel, Tim Clay, and we were doing stuff over on in um, Paris, Texas, and we were doing we were doing wild experiments. We were we're coloring tires and putting them in trees and doing different stuff and hanging t-shirts out, stuff like that. We were just doing all kinds of stuff that we couldn't do in the TBR scene. Mm-hmm. So I told you this, that, um, we were getting offerings. We were getting like chamomile, like, um, leaves and, and flowers and, um, and sticks that, mm-hmm. that resembled Ogham. And I, I told you this, mm-hmm. and this is, I didn't talk to you about this and we didn't, we didn't communicate back and forth mm-hmm. about it. And it looked like Ogham and we were baffled. And I think, I can't remember, I think it was Kenny or maybe Mike Sells came out and said, Hey, or, um, maybe Ken Marvel said, I think this is Ogham. And I go, what the hell is that? And I had to look it up. So I looked mm-hmm. it up and, um, so when you started telling me this stuff, I said, man, we, we were finding that in Paris and if, if back in the day, right? If I mean, when I first got into this, if somebody would have told me that, I would have, yeah, I would have said, no way, right? No way, yeah. And, but that was just going on looks, right? Of what I had seen for the first time. If I was, I would, I would have said ape, a hundred percent ape, right? Because of what I seen, but I didn't see the head. I just seen the body because the head was above the door. Yeah, because like, I think when when we got that when we 
when we thought it was Ogum, you know, we had an you know, you had to sell saying in the TBRC when did that throw it out? And I didn't know what to think of it. I, I was I was like naive. I said, I'm not I'm not posting this anywhere. I'm not gonna do that. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know people are gonna laugh at me. I didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know what to think. I said I I don't know. I just shut down and I didn't I didn't talk about it anymore. So But guess what? You can talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> because it's happening and everybody's finding symbols on the ground. Yeah. A lot of people aren't talking about it. There's Facebook pages solely dedicated to all the structures and symbols that are being found. Mm. Now, I, I posted something saying that a tree break and uh, some twisted branches. I posted on a, on a page. I was attacked. You don't know what you're talking about. You have no proof right. that a Bigfoot did this. You don't have a photograph. Well, buddy, I've been there, done this already. I found yeah. footprints around the tree, and there's nothing else out there in the woods that can do this. There was no, no wind damage, no, no, no kind of inclement weather. Right. Period. Mm-hmm. That could cause this. It wasn't insect damage. It wasn't anything like that. I know what it was. Yeah. Because you've been around it. You've heard it. Yep. Everybody that I've taken out into certain areas have heard it. Mm-hmm. So you know. It's like, sorry, I want to say this. Screw you. Yeah. <laughs> really? Screw you. I need I need names and numbers to these people. Yeah, <laughs> really. I, I, I wish I didn't remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, come on. You know, <laughs> people say, oh, I go out in the woods, you know, once a week. Yeah. For three hours. Oh, you really? know, and, and, and do what? Yeah. And I know, I know, I know what a Bigfoot sign is. Yeah. Mm, no. Yeah. How many, how many years has it been, Bob? How many? Over 20 something years? Mm-hmm. 20, 22, 23 years? So. And, and, and back to the subject. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. But it's come, it's come full circle. You found these symbols. Right. And then how, how funny is it that it comes full circle? Synchronicity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I was, I was going to mention that too. Like, okay, it's, it started this. Y'all haven't talked in, would you say, in, in depth in five to six years about anything since the last conference. Right. And, and here in this time, you've been doing these symbols and all this stuff. And then he goes off and does his thing and, you know, has his symbols. Y'all haven't talked about that until right now. And, I mean, and, and, and I mean, we talked about it on the phone. Well, right? I mean, yeah, but I'm saying not right. as in, in depth or, or right. going into, hey, did you see this? Hey, did you place this here? What yeah. was it? 45 degrees. None of that was, was talked about between the two of you. But, right. yeah, you can still sit here and say, hey, right. I want to go back to the offering because you had mentioned that the coyote mm-hmm. throwing. Was that an offering or an aggressive? Right. Uh, that's an aggressive, and it only solidifies that it was aggressive, uh, a coyote throwing, because right. when they offered you, what they offered you? They offered you chamomile. They offered you. They uh, they, they would leave, like, like like uh, shiny shiny rocks. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Shiny rocks. And it would be, like, we would, like, Buddy and I would go into the woods, and we would put stuff. Uh, we would put, like, food, like, uh, you know, because Mike was growing, like, cantaloupe, mm-hmm. um, corn, and we would, like, leave, we would cut some corn. And we'd leave it in a, a, a brook of a tree, a little mm-hmm. crook of a tree. And we'd go back, you know, a day later and it would be a shiny stone in there. Mm-hmm. It's That's a, that's an so, offering. So, that's a, that's a, I'm not, right. I'm, I don't want to hurt you. I just want to let you know, Hey, thanks. Yeah. So we, we had a lot of that over in um, Lamar County. So, um, how cool is that? It was very cool. Yeah. that um, I, I would think that'd be really cool because the, 
the woman in Ohio, Tina Harder, mm-hmm. in her area, they would give her golf balls. Hmm. There would be golf balls up in the in the crooks of trees. Right. Or she would lay a golf ball here and she would find it in a totally different area. Yeah. But they would it was golf balls. Well, yeah. And but everything changed. Like I said, after the Ogum. Right. Everything changed. They became more not aggressive, but they would show themselves more. Yeah. She took her husband out there even. And this is a story that happened. This is what happened to her. She had a log about this big around. And then on the other side, she placed a symbol. Mm-hmm. One day she went out to place, to check the symbol and photograph it. Well, she bent down and all of a sudden she hears, whoop. Mm-hmm. And she stops and she backs up. And she says, oh, no, they know I'm here. They're watching me. She goes to do it again, and she gets another whoop. Right. And this time, she's scared. And her husband was with her. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they they see one take off. So they were there watching her, waiting Mm -hmm. on her to come manipulate this symbol. So that changes their behavior. Mm -hmm. And, And... as far as releasing it, I'm afraid that it could cause one to get killed. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want one to get killed. Now, I will state this, and everybody sitting at this table knows this, that the only way to prove it, right. I don't want it to happen, mm-hmm. but the only way to prove it is to have a body. Yeah. Right. But I'm not going to be the one to do it. Absolutely. Because there's always more than one. Yeah. Always. And... You're not going to have enough firepower to get yourself out of that no, situation. No, yeah, unless and unless you have a helicopter, uh, like a on a Chinook on waiting, mm-hmm. scoop it up and get it out of there because you're not. Oh, it's like you're capturing not do that. one. <laughs> Does somebody remember capturing somebody coming in from Utah? Yeah, and had a huge plan to capture a Bigfoot with a rocket. Who was that? I don't. I don't recall. Can you? Can you refresh <laughs> me? But he come in, and we actually entertained the idea back then. Yeah, that was crazy. But we've learned so much since. Yeah. Well, the my my thing is is exactly like you were saying. If if you release something like this, and 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 I'm sure there's other people out there that know this and and, and can mm-hmm. manipulate this and all that. But we 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 had we had talked before before we got on the show about somebody shot one, mm-hmm. and you said. Go on, big boy. Go on there and get it. You're big enough to shoot it. You're you're man enough to shoot it. Go in there and be man enough to drag it out. That's exactly right. You're not going to drag it out. Nope. Because what did you say? The other ones in the surrounding area swarmed this this injured Bigfoot and were like, come on. Let me see what you got. Come and get mm-hmm. it. You're not going to go in there and pull it out. No. It's not happening. Well, it's the same, <clears throat> it's the same thing. It's the same thing. There were bear hunters Yeah. in, in Michigan. Would they go up? And in Michigan, Hello. Amber Alert. Flash flood. What's going on? Weather. It's Amber Alert. Amber oh. Alert. It is. It's worse. Whatever, kids. I thought, I thought the government was going to come get us. Oh, no. no. That's, that's when you they started know. hearing That's what happened earlier. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. But, but you have, yeah. you know, you have 
bear hunters, okay, you can go bow hunt bear, but you can't have a sidearm with mm-hmm. you. So this mm-hmm. one guy shot a bear with his bow, but wasn't man enough to go hunt this bear on the ground. He shot him out of his tree stand. Mm-hmm. If you're going to shoot it, mm-hmm. go kill it. Put it out of it. Put it out of its misery yeah, and yeah, be yeah. done with it. And it's the same with, with Bigfoot. If you're going to shoot one, you better be man enough. Either if you don't do it with the first shot, you better be man enough to go do it right. yeah. with the second. And, or try to because it ain't going to happen. Well, mm-hmm. And I know that I've, I've never killed an animal unless I'm going to eat it. Right. I don't want to eat a Bigfoot, no. so I'm not going to kill it. You know, so they 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 want to kill it for proof. They want the all out just final evidence of here it is. I shot one, I got it, and then boom! Now they're filthy rich because they killed that's a exactly bigfoot. Exactly right, and that's, and that's it. That's what it's all about. Exactly, it's about the, about the damn money. Yep, I will tell you that right now. I've always wanted to ask you this question: Was um. If they were to kill, like, say someone killed a Bigfoot here in Texas, like in East Texas, they killed it, proved it exists, is, you know, they're an, they're an icon now. What would you think would happen after they proved it, it exists in East Texas? What, what, what would you think would happen? I don't think it would come to fruition, to be honest with right. you. I think the government's going to swoop in and take it away. I think so. Well, wasn't there a story, I think, that you told me about one that had gotten hit by a, a truck? Mm-hmm. And exactly. something like that happened. Yep. It was in yeah. Sulphur Springs, as a matter of yeah. fact, on 19. A woman was driving her car and hit one. And this, this Bigfoot was in her windshield. Mm. And people were saying, they were driving by, and they were saying, well, there's a bear stuck in her windshield. You know, but the law came out, shut the highway down, and a flatbed pickup truck come and took it away. And a military Truck. What do you do? You recall what what year this was? Or this was in the seventies. Okay, I can't give you the exact year, but it was in the seventies. Wow. And they and they hauled this. Yeah, they're going to haul it away. You know, because <laughs> they don't want nobody to know. Okay, look at this. Look, imagine if a species of large primate was discovered roaming the North American continent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what it would do to the timber industry? Exactly. Was, that yeah. was, that's what I was trying to lead to you on the question was that's like mm-hmm. if they, they proved it exists. Yeah. To use an example now, right. like the uh, the thylacine, the Tasmanian tigers. Right. There's lots of sightings of those and they believe that it's real, but the thing that drove them out into extinction and what keeps people from wanting to admit that they're probably still there is the timber industry because right. you find out there's a movie called The Hunter that's about exactly that and people were starting to get you know, for the cinema state, people are starting to be murdered by whatever these timber industry people, because you find out an endangered species is in an area. What happens? Right. They shut all that down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little mm-hmm. bitty owl did that. In yeah, the state of exactly. Oregon. Yeah. Because I was, I was trying to lead with that question. I was leading was, was if they found it existed and they, in East Texas, they would shut all the logging down for that area. Right? Yeah. It would Absolutely. be, it would be done. And so yeah. they would be protected. And so now that would only that would only be a law in Texas. So then they would do it in Oklahoma mm-hmm. and Louisiana and other states and stuff like that. So that's what I was. I've always wondered that. I said, man, I wonder if they actually prove it exists and was killed by someone that wasn't trying to kill it, but just end up killing it, mm-hmm. and they prove it exists. So I mean, I don't know. It's um, one of those things I've always thought about because it would it would definitely change the landscape if 
it would shut all the stuff down in mm-hmm. that, that area so Bigfoot's protected. Or it might go the other way and Bigfoot's extinct. They just go in and do everything they can to to execute them all, mm-hmm. which under is under the radar. Yeah, yeah, under the radar. They would send and so it it I could see it going both ways, but I I guarantee you, just like this this truck accident you're talking about, they're going to come in, they're going to take it away, they're going to sweep it under the rug mm-hmm. because they play us for fools. Well, and, and there's another encounter that took place not far out of Sulphur Springs, and this was in uh, some swampland or some bottomland. Off of 19 also. Mm-hmm. And there's two guys had went into this area coon hunting. And they were in there. One of them was a big guy. He was about six foot three, six foot four, weighed 300 pounds. Well, they were hunting. And all of a sudden, they see this set of eyes. Looks about limb height. They thought it was a raccoon. Mm-hmm. Well, they shot at this raccoon. And all of a sudden, there was this huge roar that come out. And... This guy said, oh, gosh, what is it? Well, this big man got picked up by his coveralls and lifted off the ground. He was 300 pounds and lifted him totally off the ground, and he was slapped across the chest, and it ripped his chest open. Mm, wow. And they managed, his buddy managed to get him out of the area, and he went to the hospital. Would you believe that the sheriff's department come to the hospital? <laughs> And said, I'm going to give you $400. I remember the story. If you keep your mouth shut about what happened. So there you have it. Mm-hmm. Somebody, the government, probably all aspects of the government know yeah. about it. Yeah. To a certain degree. Didn't they say it was a panther that did that? Did they say it was a panther? Or they, was it? Uh, yeah, they said it was probably a panther. But why would they t- Why would they tell them, okay, here's $400, right. keep your mouth shut. Yeah, right. to, to, to say that a, a panther a did panther it. A panther did it, yeah. I do remember this story. And again, I go back to this creature out there that just got shot. Did He's not there to hurt you. He wanted to hurt you because you shot him. That's right. But it was only because you shot him. Because before you shot him, he wasn't doing anything. All all those incidents, I've got uh, at least two reports mm. out of Alba, Texas. There's an area over there called Cedar Lake. Guys were down there catfishing at night. This is an out-of-the-way small lake. They're catfishing, and all of a sudden, they see these eyes looking at them. One guy raises his 30-30 up and shoots into the woods. Mm-hmm. Well, next thing you know, this thing comes is screaming, screaming. It runs around, and it comes to the front of their truck, and this thing Beats the crap out of this guy's truck, the, the hood of the truck. Just pounds it and beats it in, and it takes off. Well, guess what happens? More humans show up down there. Mm. Two years later, it's another violent encounter. This thing chases these boys. There's kind of a little hill that goes down to the edge of the lake. Well, one boy's down there getting his fish. Another another boy runs back over the top of this little ridge and says, we got to get out of here now. Hmm. Well, he says, what's going on? There's something after us up here. So he gets up, they run, jump in the back of the truck. Well, this thing's chasing them down the road. Well, what are the chances you think it's probably the same one mm-hmm. or kind or as it at least knows. knows. Yeah. 
of what happened. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so aggressive encounter. Exactly. Yeah. It's a hey, last time people things like you were in this area. Either I got shot or my buddy got shot or my family got shot. So yeah, get out of here. My my <clears throat> my my son and his friend went to this lake. Went down there, got in their little boat, took off. I guess it was about four in the afternoon. They took off cutting across the water. Well, there's another boat that was coming in mm-hmm. to bank to the shore. And they pulled up next to my boy and he says you boys don't need to be out here after dark. Hmm. Don't wow. be in this area after dark. Right. So that, that tells <laughs> yeah. you that, it, and this was 10 years ago, I think, yeah. when this happened. So that, that tells you, that, well, they're probably still there, and they're probably active and mean yeah. because of what's happened. I was going to say, they, they were... They were prompted to be mean. They were mm-hmm. They were pushed to be mean because here's here's another thing. He can't. He didn't beat any of the people. No. He beat the truck mm-hmm. again. He could have taken out every one of them standing there. He mm-hmm. could have done that. Well, and he, they're always having violent encounters with humans. There's another story. Guy and his wife was down there in a pickup truck mm-hmm. at a camper shell on this pickup truck. Had his ice chest outside of the truck. Well, he and his wife were back there sleeping. Well, all of a sudden, he hears something. Rumbling around outside towards his ice chest. Next thing you know, the truck's going, boom, getting rocked back and forth, back and forth. Well, this guy's got a 357. What's he doing? He's going out of the back of the truck, firing through the truck. Jesus Christ. Truck bed. <laughs> well, once again, yeah. it's met with violence. Exactly. You know, and all it probably was is curious. Hey, is this food? Yeah. What's Hey, what's this here? You know, it was probably scared. And, well, it's met with gunfire. Right. Mm-hmm. This this was all in like uh, East East Texas, or oh yeah, it's just this all took place at the same spot. Wow, mm. all three of these stories took place at the same spot. Yeah, they the the Bigfoot in that area were like, we don't like these mm-hmm. things that look like that because every time we approach them, they start shooting at us. Right. So man, well, it took it took me six years in this one area. We were just in research group that I was with and when a big group is like three of us mm-hmm. it took us six years just to get to the point where they would trust us mm. enough to come in close and look at us yeah you know and they know we were and we had a weapon we had shotguns with slugs and everything mm-hmm. we never used it right but they they finally trusted us enough to let, to come in but we ne- and well the whole time we was in that area we never fired a shot Never. We didn't have to. Mm-mm. Yeah. Never had to, so. You never had to because they're not there to be aggressive. Now, some can be. I, I oh, think that, some that. can be aggressive, but it's if you're going in to their territory, mm-hmm. going into the, to where they're at, or if they have young ones, you know. Uh, but again, that's that's any species oh, sure. of any kind. You I, have you have great human beings, but then you also have human beings that are just complete morons and, and are just just mean to be mean. Mm-hmm. So, and that's any any kind of species that you can think of is going to have the good ones and they're going to have the bad ones. So that's why right. why would this species be any different? You know, they they're they're I'm sure there's some of them out there that are just pissed off to be pissed off. But it it, it in all the encounters it, it, it except for one and I I have never been in a part of any encounter, but the one where the the lady was on on the truck Mm-hmm. And the one that the lady was trying to be pulled out of the truck, 
Those are the only two that I've ever heard where this thing was actually physically harming a human being. Well, mm. and the one you just shared about the the pet, but again, right. he got shot. Um, if if I'm if I got shot, I'm gonna want to hurt the thing that shot me too. Oh, so yeah, absolutely. But yeah, every story that you hear, every single one of them are you can make the case that they're just defending themselves. They're right. just protecting their territory. They're just protecting what their so food source, their yeah. food source. Yeah. So I, I, I love the fact that, that there's still guys like you, Luke and, and, and Robert that, that are willing to, to stand up and get laughed at and, and, and get pushed back or whatever, because, you know, if Bigfoot is real, it, it deserves to be put in the light that 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 it, it it's it's put in because, man, if this thing wanted to, to destroy the population, it would destroy the population. Yeah, it would. Yeah, but it and you make you know you make a good point. They're not all most most of the time. If you have an aggressive encounter, it's just wanting you out of the area you're in its territory, mm-hmm. or it's been hurt, or it's been shot at, or yeah. shot. Uh, but it, it's time to go. I went to the next level, right above and beyond. You know, there's a lot of people saying they're hominids, uh, no, right. or hominoid. Mm-hmm. They, these, to me, they're just an they're a relic hominid, relic human, right? Mm-hmm. Just kind of left behind. I know Melba Ketchum. Mm. Melba Ketchum says mm. that they are. I went there, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> says that they are a hybrid. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I'd throw that out there for you, Bob. It's all. What, all what, do, you, what do you think about that? About about uh, about uh, the hybrid, uh, as far as them being hybrids just between human, like the missing and, link, and or? the missing link. I, I mean, I've I've heard I've uh, after the TBRC. I mean, I've, with the TBRC, not with the TBRC. I talked to a lot of people um, in you know different different states, and some people have equate them to a large homeless person mm-hmm. or then some of them say, Hey, they have a wide nose. It looks like an ape. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I've never seen one, you know, you know that I've never seen one, but I've heard lots of stuff in the woods, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, I could believe it. It's, it's a hybrid because like the stories I said, well, it looks like an ape, you know? And, and it's an other guy. I think I talked to, um, can't think of his name. Mike Mars. You remember Mike, mm-hmm. Mike Mars, I do. his, his brother, you remember his brother had a, had a sighting, mm-hmm. and I, I think past Dangerfield, and I remember him telling me that he, because he he was a hunter, and he got chased out of the woods, and and I asked him how come he didn't shoot it, and he says it looked like a big homeless guy, so it looked just like a homeless man. I didn't want to, I didn't want to kill it. Mm-hmm. I think more often than not, that's kind of what it comes down right. to, and like right. you know, that, believe it or not, you know that that story that. I think what was the guy's pseudonym like Bugs or whatever that was on Art Bell. Yeah, that had I guess it was supposed to be like down around Red River where he said he killed two. And he's like, that's why I didn't tell anybody where it is, and I won't tell anybody where it is because to me they were people. Right. It was in the briar mm. patch. It was in a was in a patch, right? It was. He crawled in and shot it or something. Yeah, he was like he was kind of one of like that other thing that he was, was just out a- like varmint hunting, you know, bounty hunting right. for whatever, and uh, ended up. Shooting one, and there was another too. I do remember there. listening to that yeah. story. He, he, the guy actually, he was coyote hunting back in the day. The coyote a pelt, I believe, would pay like between thirty and seventy dollars a pelt, and this was in the seventies. Wow! 
And so he was out hunting and said he shot it, tracked it to a plum thicket patch. Right. And it said it stood up. He shot it and it went down in another one. No, the other one was already, already in there dead. Then another one stood up and he shot it and he said he buried it. Yeah. And there was a guy that I talked to. Well, I actually know him. He worked with a guy who knew bugs. Wow. And he, he said that that bugs uh, were never going to tell anybody where it was at, where it was buried. And, mm-hmm. But he kind of raised his eyebrow, too, at the same time, and he wasn't sure if bugs was telling the truth or not. Mm-hmm. But to me, you, you know what sold me on that? What? What sold me was the plum thicket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because... One of their favorite dadgum foods when they're in season. Yeah, and yeah. I've li- I've listened to that a couple of times. I mm-hmm. think you can find it on YouTube. And it just he you can kind of tell when someone's full of shit and when yeah. someone kind of doesn't want to talk about it. And to me, more often than not, when someone's just kind of like, uh, I'm not sure. Then more of like, oh yeah, I was down here and this happened. You know, when it's like, yeah, yeah. I don't want you to know what really happened and where it was or who you know, and him not telling who he is too and. Kind of says a lot. Yeah. But I, you could go either way with that, too, because, you know, Luke, it, it Luke, adds to it. Luke, you said dead gum. That's my favorite word in the whole world. Dead gum, and I said dead gum. Oh, that's, my gosh. That's my favorite word in the whole world. So He says it all the time. And so. he always laughs at me when I say it, so I love that word. Yeah, um, fist bump on that one, buddy. <laughs> Um, not not to put pressure on you or nothing, but um, are you going to re-release the Ogum stuff? Are you going to yeah. re-do it? Okay. Yep, I am. Are you going to re- release it all? You gonna, you going to do it on uh, on the on the YouTube's? Yep, on okay. YouTube. It's a uh, full. It'll be over an hour of video. Okay. That's released, and it it's it's shocking. It needs yeah. to, people need to know what's going on. A lot of people do, but they don't understand it. Right. What's going on? A lot of them understand. Well, look at that structure; it's over there. It's it's leaned up against the tree. All these branches—they're not looking at them close enough, right? You know why? Because symbols that are on the ground are found on the one standing up. Mm. And the only reason that I can think of is a lot of the ones that's found in the symbols or in the structure standing up is in snow country. Mm. Mm. You can see it. Standing up, it's not buried by the snow. I, I wasn't thinking snow, but I was thinking of elevation for to be able to see a further distance. Mm-hmm. If 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 one of them is over there and you want to communicate, you're not going to lay it on the ground. You're going to stand it up. So snow country. I never thought of the snow, but I did think of if I'm trying to communicate with somebody way mm-hmm. far away from me, I can't put it on the ground. Right. So, but snow country is that's that. Because it is on the ground, they they stack them up because they can't put them in the snow. What, That's, what, yeah. what do you? I mean, do you equate it the same as like? Remember when when we first started doing the TBRC, we would find stacks of wood mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. It would be like different different like birch and uh, pecan. Oh, tree species has a right. lot to do with it. Right. A lot of the times, you'll have a food source tree branch. Right. That's involved in the symbol, and a lot of them are red, which are plum trees. Right. And some of them might be a locust, a honey locust tree branch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, spe- the species of tree says a lot in in the symbol too. But and sometimes, no, most of the time, you see these symbols. You'll look; it'll be, there'll be leafy ground, litter on the ground everywhere. Well, interesting enough, 
The leaves are the, the leaves are raked back when these symbols are placed, mm. and it's because it the, you have the dark soil underneath, right? And these lighter colored branches they pop. You can oh wow look at that there it is I can see it. It's very intentional. Yeah, these these mm-hmm. they're very intentional about where they're putting it, how they're putting it, and I, I loved I loved 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 that they're correcting. Mm-hmm. They put the blue bark on there and said, no, you got it wrong. Try it right. again. Oh, no, you got it right this time. So now we're going to. That is incredible. At least it's not a ruler yeah. hitting your hand. Yeah, it's like, bam. <laughs> and, and like I said, I, I've got to give credit uh, where credit is due. And T- Tina Harder was a huge part of the study. Yeah. Her, uh, she has found some of the best footprints and has some of the best footprint cast in the country. I'm going to I'm going to friend her on Facebook. Yes, I can introduce you to her. Okay. Man, she is she she That'd did be so much for for the study. Um and just just amazing that uh she was there. There's another person that's anonymous right. from Pennsylvania that mm-hmm. was in the study. And Kenneth Jawalski, anthropologist, hmm. was in the in the study. And uh, a couple of other people, but uh, oh, Winona, out of uh, Canada. Hmm. I don't know her last name. Are you Are you still in contact with all these people? Uh, yeah. Okay. Matter of fact, I was invited to Skype with them. Nice. Uh, we used to have uh, meetings on Skype. Right. It would be Bigfoot question night. Somebody would come up with a question about right. Bigfoot, and we'd ask it. Well, what do you think? What do you think? You know, everybody would have their own questions. It was awesome. Totally awesome. But no, I'm still in contact with them. And, but it it was an amazing, amazing study. And I I will tell you another reason why Mm. we released the study several years ago. And that was because there were people out there that were saying, oh, there's these symbols in our area. Well, this symbol, that means this is, Whatever this Bigfoot, they just they decide to call the Bigfoot. They say, "Well, that's that's her name. That mm. means her name." Or no, this means go west. This means so. They were saying they knew what they meant. So wrong. So what you're doing is getting a blue, a blue mud branch. What a wrong answer. Wrong answer. Yeah. Correct. And you know, and and to me, that's just. If you're assuming that, oh, well, this means this, right? How do you know? I know they think that's what it is, right? They so, think they were. They think that they were told the answer mentally. Mm, yeah, telepathy. Yeah, uh, and I, I don't. That's, that's you're you done went through the rabbit hole. Yeah, to come out in another galaxy, <laughs> but, you know, somewhere on another planet. Uh, what what it kind of really sounds like to me and. With all of this, like the symbolism, the offerings, the mm. type, the different types of wood, it sounds like shamanism are types of magics to me. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, like they're trying to teach you something that maybe some people aren't open to learn mm-hmm. because cool. that's not how they see things. Right. Because a lot of people on their spiritual path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's God. Here's the spirit. Here's us. And here's the earth and all. Right. Mm-hmm. The way I look at it, and it's one thing, it's like God is nature, and it's inside of all of us. It's not a tangible thing. 
And it seems like these things are closer to something like that. And perhaps they're using this symbolism mm-hmm. and I, these I other things that's made to communicate. Yeah. And an ant, you know, something far beyond our understanding mm-hmm. that maybe one day we'll be able to reach, but we have, you know, is not necessarily a path meant for everybody. We don't have enough open people to do yeah. that. No. And, and it's interesting that you said that is because during the study, I actually went in and started looking for different, uh, like Wiccans. You have, mm-hmm. they'll have uh, circles. Mm-hmm. They make wooden circles mm-hmm. in, in the wood. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't remember what it was for. Yeah, I, I practice paganism. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not adhered to any certain, you know, I like, I kind of dabble in a little bit of this and that, whatever that feels right to me because mm-hmm. a lot of it is symbolism to me. You know, it's like this is this and this and that, you know, mm-hmm. it's, kind of all in the same path and yeah you know most of my practicing is out by the river in the middle of the woods and that's just you get out there and it's like you rediscover something that's already inside yourself that you don't know is still there right it's something old something deep something rooted and it just we're all is everything every little piece of mineral to every human being is just interlaced and interconnected in this energy and you know like we were talking about like divine you know math and and sacred geometry and things like it's all connected Connected. it's all connected synchronicity and the more you get into it it's just like you know yeah when when things like that you know they said in hillier to go back like it's like when things like that start showing up to you when things start making patterns and things like that, it's like you are on the path to something bigger than yourself. Right. And you're on the right path. It might be something little. It might be this huge revelation and you have to be open for it. And it's not, it's, it's scary. It's not easy yeah. to do that either. That's, that's, a, we all have the right and the choice to choose whatever path mm-hmm. we want right. to go down. And, I, I think that's that's one of the greatest gifts, and and I've shared a couple of times on this show that I'm I'm a Christian and I believe that's that gift was given to us by God, and I think that's the greatest gift that we've ever been given is the gift of choice and to choose whatever path you want to go down. And we've talked several times on this show about the spiritual aspect of Bigfoot and and going back to the to the Native Americans and the Indians and how they see this and in that realm and all that stuff and. That is that's how I can that's how I can relate to it on that on that type of, of realm. And, and when you go on talking about these symbols and all that stuff, there's 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 no telling, you know, they, they might have tapped into what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Ash is, is is their belief of whatever path they've gone down. They might have tapped into that and that's what they're using. And they're just trying to find somebody else that's tapped into it as well. And a lot of it, too, you know, I, it sounds, you know, stories of different things in the woods and all around, you know, Fay or whatever you want to call it, that it, it, it works that way too. Like you leave them a little something and mm-hmm. they'll do some a yeah. favor for you, you know? It, exactly. Well, you go back to the, to the ancient, the, the Aztecs, the, the Mayans, all that they're sacrificing uh, people, you know, Hey, I'm giving this to my God or to my mini gods or they're, they're sacrificing right. before Jesus in, in Christianity, before Jesus, you sacrificed your best goat or your best sheep or your best for ram favors. for yeah. favors. Yeah. You're, you're sacri- sacrificing that to say, Hey, I'm sorry. In in Christianity, it was for forgiveness. I'm sorry. I have to sacrifice my goat because I was wrong. 
Well, in all other religions, it, it, there's no difference. I, I need rain. Okay, well, I'm going to sacrifice my youngest child because I need rain from my God. You know? You know, I was just thinking um, when I was talking to my story about Lamar County and we would leave food and they would leave like silver, like a, like a yeah. shiny rock. I wonder what they were wanting me to get to do for them. Yeah. It's something. I'm giving you this shiny rock. You know how cool that is to us? Yeah, because like there was, there was a quarry in that area. And so, to me, I, it, it, I believed it completely. I said, okay, well, no one knew that we put some food in that crooked tree way in the woods, except maybe Bigfoot and Buddy. So, mm -hmm. And so, whoever put that shiny that rock like in like a the, movie. Yeah. <laughs> Bigfoot and Buddy. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I just, I wasn't as open as I probably thought I should have been back then when I was going through the Olgum and all that stuff. I just mm -hmm. wish I did. And I just wasn't. And I... I wasn't either. So, I, w I wouldn't have been. Yeah. In, in well, it's it's when you when you just say it with your mouth and just it's taboo to think about that. It's mm -hmm. it it really is. So, yeah, you're not thinking, man. I'm just going to jump into this. But whenever whenever you get instances where you're putting this down and you're documenting this for weeks at a time, and you see, it's not the wind blew it. It's not that the wind's not going to blow it and turn it exactly 45 degrees on both sides and all that and take one in it. That's not that a, 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 an, an, um, a, a, an animal that is not intelligent. Uh, take a panther, take a take a coyote, take a turkey, take a raccoon, whatever animals out there is not going to be smart enough to come and turn that sucker and meet. Right. So, you know, there, there's there's obviously something else out there. Yeah. I and. I like, this is something I always like to say. There's a, a, an interview with Liz Fair one time, and she's kind of into, like, more sort of the paranormal. But she describes this stuff as it's future science, as in we it, it eventually will make perfect sense to us. But our technology and our understanding and maybe even our evolution has not gotten to where we can put into words what that is. But one day we'll be able to figure it out, you know, and just think about it's When you, you know. say that, I watch a show. It's called... Uh, um, um ancient impossible i believe it is yeah and they had a show yeah. about about ancient einsteins they called mm -hmm. them ancient einsteins and we still cannot to this day replicate the things that they were doing thousands of years ago and when we try mm -hmm. even with all the technology that we have when we try it just doesn't it doesn't add up or it doesn't hold up or it doesn't, you know, so it, it's interesting that you say that because it is, we might think we're well beyond all that stuff, but I think we're way yeah. behind the power yeah. curve when it comes to technology and what's out we, there. We as humanity as a whole are very, very arrogant. Oh, absolutely. You know, we're bred to be that way. Absolutely. It, like, we're especially, the smartest. There's only us. We're the only one that matters. Anything beyond what we exactly. know, tangibly hold in our hands, is not real. And anyone that says elsewise is an idiot. And and the the fact that we're humans and we're smarter than everybody because we we were we we were able to communicate with each other or whatever. However you want to look at it, we're smarter than everything else out there. That's no. that's why we haven't been able. Find a Bigfoot. Yeah, that's that's yeah. we think but that way exactly because we're, we're above it and it's something yeah. we can outsmart now, dude. And it's like no, we've yeah. lost our connection with our own Earth because we think we are uh, in control of it. Yeah, you know, this is our thing that we for us to use whatever we want instead of we are a part of it and we need to learn from it. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's that, yeah. it's so cool how that conversation went from yeah, we just got real deep sticks on the ground and went into that. But that's that's what's cool about it is is you know we all have a choice to make and we all have a path to go down and we all have 
our minds and our hearts and, 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 it, and it's given to us for a reason. And, and for, for people to, to think that like, going back to, I know exactly what this means. And, 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 and I know, I know what this is. Oh, that's their name. That's their, come on now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless, and, 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 and tell telepathically this Bigfoot told me this, come on, man. You know, that is a come on, man moment. Right yeah, <laughs> that's a go back to season one, episode one. Everyone thinks they're special. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. They are, but well, we are in our own way. Know, we just choose to step the, out of that specialty sometimes. People want the spotlight. Yeah. to be considered mm-hmm. like, look at me, look at me. I'm pretty awesome. Well, who was the one that 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 faked it? That had a taxidermy that ripped eyes. Yeah, the mm. yeah. I was gonna, <laughs> we all made the same one. <laughs> But here's my thing. The only reason why he did that is because he thought he was going to get rich. I, I was Absolutely. Gonna, I was yeah. going to ask you what, what you thought about Rick Dyer. So. Mm. I think, <laughs> I think, I think, I think, I think the mm is enough. What, that's, a, that's, a, that's too much. What too about, much. what about Tom, Tom Biscardi? Way too much. I um, <laughs> Bob. Stop! Stop pulling the trigger, man. What? Pull it all you want. While we're at it, you'll hit on something. Something. What? What about the the Gearheart guy? Gearheart. You have to remind me. He's the the one with the with the leather cowboy hat. Leather cowboy hat. The three toed one with the long hair. Oh, (laughs) right. I you know I don't I don't know much about yeah Ken right Gearheart right I don't know I haven't he's he's a pass I'm gonna pass on. I'll pass. Okay. Yeah. I just <laughs> and, know from and, and, what I've seen him on TV. And yeah. Like, he yeah. seems ridiculous. You know, I, I've never heard of the guy. I don't so. know him. I, I guess he read, or a cryptozoologist is what yeah. he is. So, oh. you know, there, he, there, there's several. He does the rounds and all the, the Bigfoot comics. Yeah. So, yeah, there's nothing new being because said. You, 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 you does, does he carry around his own autograph picture? Does he carry autograph picture of himself? <laughs> no. Do, do, do you know that that Craig used to do that? He used to carry autograph pictures around. He used to he used to sign them at conferences. He mm. carried autograph pictures of himself. Oh, I, I would never do I that. I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. No, I mean, just to everything. I'm going to start doing it because nobody knows who I am, and just give them to strangers. Um, I was. <laughs> Like walking in the store. Just walk in and say, hey, here's a picture of me autographed. Keep that. It'll be worth some money someday. Oh, man. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry Luke. Hey, that's, it's all good. It's all good, brother. Not um, I did. I, I like to stir up trouble. I, I did want to talk about it one story. And it was, it was a, to me, it was a funny story. But I, I, we, we talked about it like right, right before the show. But um, we, were, we were in Newcomerstown, Ohio. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? I do. It was uh, Don Keating's 13th annual Bigfoot conference, and it was me, you, mm-hmm. uh, Jerry Heston, mm-hmm. and somebody I won't say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we were there uh, attending the, the Bigfoot conference as the as TBRC <laughs> members and stuff. And uh, <laughs> what? I don't know. All I can think of is Java the Hut jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was like, did he ask you to bring him solo? <laughs> <laughs> no. So, uh, so we're we're there at the conference, and uh, we were there in the, in the hall when they were doing speaking, and we had a break, and um, there was a there was a really big tall guy there. Mm-hmm. He was like six seven, big. He looked like an Italian guy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then uh, for some reason, I think you you walked off with him, and Jerry asked me, "Hey, uh, hey, Bob, can you go with me to the to the 
to the hotel room. I said, okay, yeah. So we walked back. We we opened <laughs> we opened the hotel room. You're sitting on the bed, mm-hmm. and this big guy is like. He's like pointing at you and goes, listen, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I remember. So I, I turned to Jerry and I said, I guess we're going to fight tonight. <laughs> we're going to fight for Luke. <laughs> but that that's always stuck with me all the time. I said, man, I go, I guess I'm going to I'm going to put some dukes up for Luke. So yeah. um, what, was, what was that about? Yeah, I was, he was actually telling me a story that about his encounter. Yeah. That he had uh, in Washington. Uh-huh. Um, so he wasn't directing the MF at you. No. Okay. No. <laughs> and it was quite a, a tale yeah. that he had. He was in the military. It, I can't rem- remember the name of the base. But uh he he'd had a he had a German Shepherd dog, I believe it was a German Shepherd. Mm-hmm. And they went out to this one area. I can't tell the whole story because I'm not my memory's not all that good anymore. Right. But I do know he went to the area, had one guy, a younger kid with him. Right. And something happened. The dog come running back, got under the Jeep. They were in, mm. had a Jeep. A dog got under the Jeep. And this Bigfoot breaks cover and roars at him. And he first, no, first he hears gunshots. Mm-hmm. And he goes to the area where the gunshots were at, and he found this young soldier backed up against a tree holding his gun. Firing. Firing with no ammunition. He was still shooting. Yeah. Well, he was obviously shooting at the, the Sasquatch. But he had ran out of bullets. Ran out of bullets. And then he sees this Bigfoot come out of the tree line. And uh, that's about as much as I remember if... Mike and Mike was his name. Right. Very, very intimidating man. Right. Because he was so big. <laughs> yeah. He, he was. had a great story. Mm-hmm. And I believed every every bit of his story. It, it was because there's so many other right. stories that come off of that base. Right. And several. So so was he when he was saying, look, MF or what was that in reference to? Was, it was I will tell you what it was about. He was saying he cussed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but and he told me he was he was telling me that look, MFR, this really happened. That's what it was about. Oh okay. He was really saying this really happened. Yeah, gotcha. he, he, he was just a foul mouth person, right? He was so he yeah. It was nice guy. Nice yeah. guy, but you yeah, know, he, he just he, liked it. Well, he's military and he likes to cuss. That's right. He, he he seemed really nice, but I remember because I, I came into the tail end of that story, and what I what I recall him telling it was that um, he was on the military base. He had gone to his his superiors, mm-hmm. and right. and they didn't believe him, and they told him to write like he's because I guess he fired the weapon, so they mm-hmm. had he had to do like a um some written re- report about it, but they told him that it was a bear. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to do it, and so I think he was fighting or arguing with his superior officer, from what I recall mm-hmm. the story. But, um, but yeah, I was pretty scared of that guy. Yeah, he was very intimidating. Yeah, especially so. when he says, "Where's Luke Gross? Where's he? Where's he at?" <laughs> I'm here to see Luke Gross. He's a nice guy. Yeah, that was that was a good time, wasn't it? We had a we had a good time there. Oh yeah, there was a lot of, and I I even had I had like seventy five year old groupies that time. 
Right. <laughs> that is awesome. Best one. I I recall uh, I do recall us being there and there was a bunch of guys going, Hey, where are those Texas boys at? Mm-hmm. Where are those Texas boys? And then someone would point at us, hey, they're right over there. <laughs> yep. So but um That's but, awesome. But but yeah, I, I do recall that and I I got to meet a lot of good people. I I, I remember meeting uh, Mark Mark DeWorth, mm-hmm. Don Keating, uh that's where I first saw um what's his name? Can't think of his name now. Um That guy. Even got to see the, uh, <laughs> oh, the cast. Yeah, it was um, Lauren Coleman. Coleman. That's when I first met him. Yeah, um, yeah, I wasn't. I don't know. I don't. I'm not. You got to see the cast. Yeah, yeah. I, I, what, what, what was that? Yeah, the what cast? What Yakima cast? It was yeah. No, it was uh, it was the Patty cast. I think it was uh, the no, it's the body cast. Oh yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. With um, what's his name? Um, he looked like. O.J. Simpson's guy. I can't think of his name. Kato Kalen. He looked like Kato Kalen. I can't think of his name. Yeah, I can't. He's I can't. with a BFRO. Yeah. Um, I remember him. Do you, do, you, do you recall his name? I don't I don't just not remember the story about all that. Like Rick, oh, yeah. Rick, Rick Knoll. Rick Knoll. Yep. Rick Knoll. Yeah. He looked like Kato Kalen. Anyway. So, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he was telling that story. And I, I always thought to myself about that cast. I said, who carries that much plaster cast with them? Mm-hmm. Who does that? So I don't know. It was it was a nice cast. It was. It was I didn't good. see any footprints in it. No, it was like it was like a butt. Personal opinion. Yeah, it was an elk. Yeah, yeah I think that's yeah what most <laughs> people's conclusion was. It, it was uh, an elk. The one where it was like they had the muddy area and the yeah. stuff in the middle. Not mm-hmm. oh well, it laid down because you know they don't like to get their feet dirty. And it was reaching over here and this getting is what an the apple one, you know, or something. Yeah. Yeah. But the funny thing was there were no. No tracks found. No Bigfoot tracks. It's all elk tracks. Yeah. So you know, mm-hmm. and there was there was a butt cheek. It was it was like a butt cheek, a thigh, or something, or a leg, elbow, or some, elbow, or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. I watched this. It was a knee. I was like, it was um, something special. Yeah. Where they like segmented it and whatever, and try to recreate it but in the, the computer and blah but, blah blah. But who, but who cares that much cast with them to do that? Yeah. Somebody that wants Nobody. to be on TV and have yeah. their special, where they take their computers. I'll and, tell you what, if if y'all have never seen an elk, them them sun guns are huge. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They are massive, and I'll tell you what, whenever they roar. You can you can feel it. I can imagine because I'm you know I mean most people know. What you know what my like, yeah. my my morning alarm that wakes me up uh-huh. is an elk bugle. Is it really? Oh yeah, it is, and it now it is the most obnoxious, horrible sound. <laughs> I can't. I, and I've been woken up by elk in in Colorado, you know, with a, a bugle. It's like wow. How awesome is this? Now it's like, oh, I wish you'd shut the hell up. <laughs> you, you, you know yeah. who does a good elk call? Rand Trusty. Rand, oh, yeah. Rand. <laughs> Rand. Rand the man. Yeah. Rand the man. I miss shout, Rand. Shout out to Rand there. So. Yeah, absolutely. So he's 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 good people. I think he's he's still on my Facebook friends. Mm-hmm. But I think he's quiet. He doesn't say much anymore. Not so. A lot. He's so. doing, doing a lot of looking for stones. Yeah. Awesome. I used to do the same thing. Love it. Shiny stones? Shiny stones. <laughs> hey, weren't you getting shiny stones? Shiny. From, <laughs> weren't that when their, sacri- their, yeah. their offerings to you were yeah. shiny stones? Yeah. That's that's what I, I was hitting toward. I, I could have made a lot of money back in the day when I was younger, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, you, I, I didn't know that about you. Did you I, used to? Yep. Used to do, do a lot of gold panning and look wow. for. I remember one time it was gold panning. 
and we were just getting placer dust, which is fine dust. Mm-hmm. And uh, I walked around this one wall, and I looked, and the wall was about 15 feet on the creek bank. And I looked up, and I seen a glint of something. Ting! I said, what is that? And I said, Tom, come here. Tom Short, he was another guy who was a lot smaller than me. Mm-hmm. I said, climb up on my shoulders and look up in that little area. Yeah. It was, this wall was solid amethyst stone. Wow. And hollowed out. Oh, my gosh. Beautiful stuff. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah, and, and we had gold pans and and uh, metal detectors, the whole nine yards. Wow. Me and my, my friends did. Hmm. We, we did a lot of it. I, I never knew that about you. You could, you could go out in the desert and find a dry creek bed, but you had to take your water. Uh-huh. And we'd carry fifty-five gallon drums of water in the back of the truck, truck, and we'd get this dust, dig around the rocks of this old dry creek beds, uh-huh. start panning. And this is in the seventies, and we would come back and make three hundred fifty dollars a weekend. Wow! Wow! In the desert? In the desert, dry desert. Yeah, it was awesome, man. Wow! This was in in Arizona. In Arizona. Arizona. Wow! I got some oceanfront property in Arizona. Oh, do you? If you buy that, I'll throw the go to gate in free. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Do, no. <laughs> oh, I'm behind on it. So do it. Go. Come on. Well, come wait. On. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. So, um, I know um, we we've never talked about this on the show uh and i've always wanted to i don't have an experience on it with ufos mm-hmm. what's your what's your experience with with ufos you got any mm-hmm. you got any good stories i do i have a real good one shoot. personal experience shoot let's do it <laughs> this is this happened in arizona uh-huh and it was reoccurring didn't happen just once mm-hmm. it happened twice I guess you could call that reoccurring, but it was 1978, mm-hmm. and my friends and I. It was I remember. I guess I can go ahead and say their names, can I? Yeah, yeah. They won't get mad. It's Frank Valenzuela, Tina Harder, Claire Granillo, Terry Granillo, mm-hmm. and Paul. Not Paul. Carl. Carl Urbina. Okay, we were all out cruising around. And we just said, "Hey, let's go up to a mountain." So we went up the mountain. Right. And it was on the top. It was about two in the morning. And we're the only ones there. They had a little veranda you could sit under. It was made out of stone. Mm-hmm. We were sitting there talking, just having a good time. And uh, I said, well, it's getting late. My dad's going to kill me because yeah. I'm late. So we all get in. And we're driving Terry's car. And uh, it was me and Terry Grinnell. She was sitting next to me. I was driving the car. Then her sister, Clara. Then there was Frank Valenzuela. No, Diana Delsit was there. Mm-hmm. Diana and Frank and then Carl Urbina was in the back seat. Well, we were coming off the mountain, and the road off the top comes down like this and tees. Well, we come down like this, and I stopped the car. It's a 1976 Plymouth Duster, red with a black stripe. Mm. I remember all these details from this. Yeah. <laughs> and on the other side of this road that where you teed into was a pretty steep cliff. And there was a light down on the bottom of this little canyon. Mm-hmm. 
We said, well, somebody must have went over the edge, must be search and rescue. Well, no sooner than I said that, this light goes just like this, and it stops. Yeah. To our right, I guess, I don't know what angle that would be, but it stops. And I lean forward over the steering wheel and looking. Yeah. Terry's looking up. Claire's looking up. Frank's, he's trying to see. Diana's there. And Carl, they're all in the back seat. And I'm looking, and all of a sudden, whoa, the brightest dadgum light I've ever seen in my life. Shooting down on you? On us, on the car. Wow. Whoa. And it was like, it seemed like it was a second. And then I turn and look at Claire, uh, Terry, she's sitting next to me. She's pounding on my arm. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. She's got a, she's been crying. And her f- mascara is running down her face. Yeah. Now explain something to me. In one second, how can you get a face full of tears? Yeah. And your mascara running. Frank's in the back. Oh, my gosh, they did it. They did it. They really did it. They pushed the button. I can't believe it. And the other two are back there in the fetal position. Like, what's going on? What's right. going on? Well, I take off. And I go down and drive away. I didn't feel threatened. I didn't feel harmed or anything. Everybody else was freaked. Yeah. I was normal. And, uh, but that's all. And I've, I've seen it. I've drawn it, what I've seen. And, uh, did it make any noise? No. No, no. noise. It was fast. And it, when the light was here, the light went off and it went that quick. Super fast. I've yeah. never seen it. Was it almost like it was taking a picture? I don't know what it was doing. Like, because uh, like it, when you say that, it reminds me of like, uh, like if I'm taking a picture with a flash, it's just boom, boom, and it's gone. So it, like it that quick, like it it was taking a picture, like like it was scanning you. Yeah, like that's uh, yeah. Well, I don't know, but the whole thing to me is why is everybody else freaking out? Right, and why is why is there more scare running? In one, in one second, how could how could that be? You think do you think time slowed down for a little bit or there or what? Maybe. I don't know. Somebody, something happened. I can't answer the question. I can't say what it was. And you said this happened twice, right? Yeah, it wasn't the first time. And uh, we used to hang out on the street. We was we always hung out, and me and the friends, and we'd talk and, you know, the two guy stuff, run up and down the street. Well, one day we were outside, and to our right, here comes this light again. But it was just the light. Wasn't a ship. There was a ship with this one, mm-hmm. but this one was just a light. It goes, Poof! and it lit up the whole street just like a giant flashbulb. Yeah, just, Poof! and uh, that was it with that. And I and then uh, did you feel anything, or did anybody else feel anything? Like, nope. There's that light again. Now Bill Chandler was there. He didn't have. Uh, he's never. He he wasn't with us the first time it happened. Okay. So it was new to him. He goes, "What was that?" He was everything was normal, and uh, but then years later, I'm talking thirty years later, I contact all these all my friends from mm-hmm. then, right? And uh, they don't really talk about Frank. He does. He said, "Yeah, I remember I had it happen to me again when I was elk hunting up in northern Arizona. Same thing, big light." Whoosh. 
hit him again. Same yeah, same state, right? Same state, wow. Arizona. And this is about the time, pretty close to the same time that Travis Walton had all his right. his and, encounter and in Snowflake and encounters for the third time. Oh, yeah. I know that story. Wow. Yeah, there was a lot of on on the first occurrence. What what type of ship it was? Was it was it oval? Or was it? It was round. Was shaped like this and uh-huh. windows like this that went around it and it kind of reminded me of a, a light the whole ship just reminded me of a doctor's light right mm-hmm. a big mm-hmm. just it was just a it wasn't a different color light it was just it was a super light bright white blue it was like led yeah but back in those days they, there, was no there wasn't no led well there wasn't led for us Right, not for us. <laughs> we didn't have LED. But and, and I've seen that. I've seen things zigzagging across the sky. Uh, my my aunt had an encounter. This is a family thing. Right. And my grandma's had encounters. My aunt had an encounter. That's not very uncommon either. And I think, you know, theory is that it's genetic study, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of times. But a lot of, you know. Heck, when I was a kid... I was, I was terrified to go to bed. I'd looked in my closet. I know a lot of kids are, mm-hmm. but on my windows in my bedroom, I would make sure every corner of the curtains were tucked in, mm-hmm. and nothing could look in. and And I loved monsters like Frankenstein and all yeah. that stuff, but having something look at me through the window, yeah, I couldn't deal with that. In in but my my aunt, uh, this was up in north in the Panhandle of Texas, outside of Amarillo, and they were asleep. Had a ranch, really big ranch, this way out in the middle of nowhere, nineteen sixty eight, and uh, no, it was sixty six. Anyway, her and her husband was upstairs asleep. My grandmother was downstairs, and the kids were downstairs sleeping. Mm-hmm. Well, she's laying there reading a the book, and all of a sudden she hears this beep. Beep, beep. And she gets up and looks out her window. Or there's this craft coming down. Coming down. <laughs> and landing on the other side of the barbed wire fence in the, in the field. And all of a sudden, this door opens up. She said there were four creatures that come out. said their heads were huge. Mm-hmm. So they were walking around, picking grass up. And they even, there was a cow there. And this cow was scared and backed up against the fence. And it was going nuts. And these little things was around it, looking at it. They just turned around and went right back in. Well, she got her camera, and she went to go take a picture. And she thought, "Mm, maybe I better not take a picture and get their attention. And then she was trying to wake her husband up. He wouldn't wake up. He was stayed asleep. But my grandmother, which is... My uh, Aunt Mary's mom mm. was awake, and she drew what she seen that night. It's in her diary. Wow. And it was a crescent, almost like a crescent shape. Mm. And that was, but she seen that and uh, seen supposed aliens, I guess. I've never seen those, but. Right. 
don't care to. Little things scare me, not big things. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I've never had a UFO experience. I've never had one. What about in the woods? See that I don't I don't know if that was UFO or that was Some spiritual sort of light anomaly. Spiritual or something. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I've seen it in the woods. Yeah. Zipping. Yeah. Sometimes I, those two things kinda go hand in hand. Yeah. Too. I don't know. You don't I really just, know is like, you know a lot of times people the theory is that it's not necessarily from another world, but it is another plane yeah. that exists in the same place or that they can travel that way. It's interdimensional type things. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. I, I did have you an know. experience in Paris, but I don't... Not Paris, yeah, but... Yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's anomalous to yeah. take my lovely best friend, Michelle. That's her favorite word. Anomalous, anomalous, yeah. You know, she don't ever want to say anything's yes or no, but that's a smart way to go if you don't have... Right. It's like, you know what you've seen. You know what happened to you, but yeah, you don't these, necessarily know why. These these were kind of small. It looked like a, like mm-hmm. a, like a headlight on a... I know I talked about it off show, but I I was in I was in Moyers uh, on the Kimichi Mountains, and we're at my friend uh, Mike Sell's um, cabin, and he was the he was the furthest one on on this mountain. There was nobody else had any property there, so there's a vehicle come up the road, and it was two lights, and and we noticed like, hey, we got some some visitors coming up. I wonder who it is. I wonder if it's the owner of the of, of this whole area. So. Sometimes he goes and checks on his his new uh, residents and stuff. So the, this vehicle was coming up the road, but it wasn't a vehicle and it wasn't making any noise. And so we we kind of get up and go walk over to it, and um, it stops and notices it. Stop. We're walking toward the road. It stops, and these two lights then dash through the woods and they crisscrossing trees, and then they go over to the edge of the mountain and then drop. And so mm-hmm. we, we were kind of freaked out and stuff. And I, I think at the time I was, I was drinking. And so mm-hmm. I go, I'm going to stop drinking. That's very similar like to what, when they first started seeing lights at Skinwalker. They yeah. said they thought it was like motorcycles yeah. right. or something like that. But wasn't that the same place where you said you thought you heard like the language or whatever. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah that yes. was, what I don't know, if? I don't, I don't know if I ever told you that story. Luke. Yeah. I'm interested. Um, we were we were on Mike Sell's property, and mm-hmm. the next property over was a neighbor that was probably a good hundred yards away, and um, and um, sometimes they would come up to the mountain, and they would, you know, it's a weekend stuff there, and so uh, we were. I think it was me, Kenny, uh, Mike Sell's. Buddy Britt and Tim Clay, we were all sitting around the fire talking, and and we heard his neighbor like we thought it was they were talking. They were like, and it was far away, and we just kind of heard it was gibberish. So we go, "Hey, your neighbor's here," and and goes, "Well, let's go in and say hi." So we get up, walk down the road, we get closer to this guy's cabin. There's no vehicle there. There's no lights on. There's no fire, and the the talking stops. And they go, you heard that, right? Yeah, because yeah, we heard it. So we start walking back, and then it comes up again. So we walk back again, and it stops. And so, so I, I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. I know uh, we were, we had an episode. Where we had Ron Ron Moorhead stuff, video. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, audio stuff, and it was playing, and it was similar to stuff like that. So I, it's, it's something I've I've experienced before. So just kind of odd. Me too. So you've heard that also as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Been, it was uh, in 
Billy Simmons had went to Arkansas. Yeah. And we were picking an area where we was going to research. Mm-hmm. It was already dark. We'd stopped, and I think there was four or five of us in the vehicle. We got out. And all of a sudden, we hear a conversation coming from mm-hmm. woods. There's nobody there. Nobody for miles around. There's a female voice and two male-toned voices. Mm-hmm. And they were speaking a language I've never heard before. And it sounded, it's just, I can't even do it. Right. But I've got recordings of these, of voices of speech going on. Mm-hmm. Very deep. She come, my wife comes out. Uh, she left the dogs outside one night. This is during this habituation. Mm-hmm. And she, I have my digital or my uh, audio recorder, a digital recorder hanging outside where, where the symbols were. And uh, all of a sudden she opens the back door and she says, come on, guys. And no sooner than she says that, there's this deep, guttural voice that sounds off and just so deep, but it, it was saying something. Mm-hmm. Then I've got other recordings of it, of them saying something. I don't know what it is that they're saying, but it's pretty awesome. They do have language, a, a vocal language. Yeah. So, what what were you gonna What were you gonna say, Ash? Oh, I don't know. You forgot. <laughs> you, you you said what if, and then what they, if it's ritual that yeah. you were hearing, and then that's why you saw the lights. Mm. <laughs> you know, just to kind of go on the little, a little bit more woo-woo, because, you know, it makes me think, I mean, that's possible. Yeah. If they think, like, you know, there's a theory that sometimes that they might be in, not necessarily in Lee, but they're in contact with otherworldly creatures, because, mm-hmm. you know, they're something beyond us. We don't really have a... I'm completely know, open but, on all that, so... You know, I don't know. You know, I've, I've seen the same lights, right. similar, except they were red and green, zipping through the forest. And then one night we was uh, on the Sulphur River. It's me and Billy, my two sons, and his son. We were up there. Uh, and it was nighttime. And all of a sudden, we're in the back area. Me and my son's in the back area. Mm-hmm. And we hear this loud roar come from way far away then we hear another one so i said okay we're going up we're going to head to the front and see if anybody else is everybody's okay so we start going out the front well everybody meets at the truck we radio into each other hey meet at the truck let's go so when we get there all of a sudden we look to the west and at about oh heck i don't know how high it was but it, it was probably at a, what angle is that, guys? 70 degrees? Something like that? Yeah. Well, at a 70-degree angle, there's this disc floating there. Uh-huh. And it just sat there, and there was different colored lights on it. And actually, I think we were doing, we did a radio show about it. On we did the, a live show from the field in the same area. On the On the night? On that, yeah, on that night. So it's out there on the web somewhere. But you could just see this. I have to check it out. Just hovering. But we heard the Bigfoot. I don't associate Bigfoot right. and UFOs. But 
I know they're in the same areas. I think that there are a lot of places that, you know, theoretically, they, you know, like to say lay, lay lines, but not necessarily, but, you know, kind of going back, like, to the cave systems. There's just, right. like, sacred sp- sp- areas that attract that sort of thing. And if it's, you it's, know. It's what you what they were saying is like a window mm-hmm. yeah. that opens it, makes it more visible to see stuff like yeah. that. Right. Right? I agree. I agree with you on yeah. that. Well, it's all energy. When you're yeah. talking about that stuff, it's right. all energy. And wherever there's a lot of energy formed in areas where there's a lot of energy, um, yeah, there's going to be more because they have to have something to 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 come alive. I mean, they're not alive, but you know what I mean. They have to have energy to present themselves. And also, let's look so. at it like, you know, that one place in Kentucky that's supposed to have like a huge quartz deposit mm-hmm. that has yeah. like mm-hmm. it affects the magnetism and well animals migrate based on the magnetic pull of of the earth and it's not to say that maybe they're just that's what's pulling yeah. from mm-hmm. just doing it from a like a biological standpoint not like a spiritual paranormal aspect to it just saying it's like they're pulled there they don't know why it's just something about it that attracts them to yeah. that area well you can you can say the same thing about people yeah 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 you know the same thing. Hey, hey, speaking about people, we're a minute and fifty six. A minute and fifty six in. <laughs> that's a, that's, that's a, an inside joke. Inside joke with us. <laughs> we're we're almost about to the two hour mark. Yeah. So um, it's just getting good. Yeah, I know. Luke, Luke <laughs> we got goes. Luke, we got to have you back on. Yeah, I'll be glad to come back. I'll, uh, I'll come into town though. Okay, save that's, you the that's, trip. Um, would you be willing to bring some of that audio stuff with you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, that would be indeed. that would be fantastic. Um, I wanted to ask you a, a really quick question. If if somebody approached you about doing a groove again, what's what, what would be Luke, Luke Gross's answer? No. <laughs> I think we all kind okay. of have that same. Yeah, we're same independent. Independent is yeah. the only way to go. Only yeah, way to way. Go. yeah. I, or, or independent researchers doing it together. Yeah. 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 No name, no right. no politics. It's just you and me and what you believe and what I believe and mine. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. We don't have to wear matching t-shirts. We don't have, you know, to have yeah. any, no guidelines or rules. Yeah. Or, no drama yeah. zone. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I've kind of, I've kind, you know, it's been a while since I, I, I've been in the field and um, I've kind of got to the point where I, I don't, I don't think I'm a researcher anymore. I don't, I don't want to research anymore. I don't. I've gotten to that point, but if someone were to reach out to me that needed help, yeah, mm-hmm. I would help. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. But uh, I've kind of got to that point. I don't know about you. What? What? Where are you at on that? Same. I'm the same place you are. Yeah. I. Well, like I said, I started a business, mm-hmm. and that takes a lot of time. Yeah. But then, you reach a certain point when you're researching, and a lot of times you get. Totally fed up with the politics. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's and yeah. that was me, and that is me. Right, you know, no politics, and it, it come to the point where I've learned so much, and I have I've learned a lot. Mm. I, I haven't told you everything, right? But I've I've learned a lot, and answered a lot of the questions that I had about them. Yeah, but. Uh, I would, I still go out every now and then. Yeah. I like to. I'm, come on, hunter. Mm-hmm. I, heck, I'll go deer hunting. 
I can't keep them away from me when I'm deer hunting. Right. Of course, <laughs> of course, I'm hunting four miles from where we had that research stand. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it's funny. You, it's funny you say that because on the way here, I was talking to to Robert about. Do you think Bigfoot remember? And and remember the people because I was talking that there's yeah. there's there's been encounters where people have gone into the ocean and, and befriended a dolphin, and then years and years and I'm talking about 10, 15 years later, this dolphin remembers this individual. So that was one of the questions. It's funny it's coming here at the end, but that was one yeah. of the questions that I wanted to ask you is just, do you think they remember you? A hundred percent, yes, they remember you. There was a study. I was not a study. I looked into it. Even by scent association. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, yeah. There you go. Yeah. I, because a dog, that's, know who you are. That's exactly, the dog. I, um, my, my dog, if you blind it, I have two little, I have, well, I say two little. I have a little five-pound dog, and then I have an 85-pound dog. But if you blinded my dogs, they could, they would know who I am. Yep. Absolutely. Just based, just straight on sin alone. Mm-hmm. I would, I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch them or anything. But they would know who I was. Yep. So when, when I first got into TBRC, I used to wear the same pants, shirt, jacket, mm-hmm. socks, shoes. I would, I would take it home, and I would wash it in really, really light soap, mm-hmm. and I would keep it in the big old Ziploc bag. I remember the jacket. <laughs> yeah. I remember. I, I remember when I when I first met Robert, um, and he pretty pretty soon after you meet Robert, you'll know that he's big in the Bigfoot. It doesn't take long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's one of the first things he told me um, when he researched was how he managed his clothes and how he managed his what he went out into the yeah. to the woods. And that's that's right. And a lot I told a lot of people I said. You want to go into an area? You want to get them to know you? I said, go get some sweats. Go run in your sweats. Hmm. Run, run, and get them as stanky and smelly as possible. And take them and go tie them around a tree branch out in the area you want to go. Yeah. And just leave them hang. Leave them there. I used to watch the, there's a researcher that does with wolves. His name is Sean Owen, I think. And he doesn't bathe. Mm-hmm. Like, if he bathes, it's just like he'll stand underwater to get the dirt off. And that's why... Is for the wolves because yeah. he's established dominance, you know. And if he comes in and washes himself and whatever, it's like, wait a minute, who are you? And he has to start over. Yeah, he he must be getting funded. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he's like a big time biologist. But okay. Yeah, okay. You know. But we we kind of we kind of touched on the on the smell on ooh that smell. Yeah. Uh, on our episode mm-hmm. about about the stank, you know. Mm-hmm. So Bigfoot stank. Why? Why he ain't Bigfoot got stank? no toilet paper. Because he ain't got no toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, we got to have you back on. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll be glad to come back. Um, be glad. So, do you have any shout outs to anybody you want to do? Or? Hello to Mary Bolin. And the guy <laughs> and the guy I was talking about who stays a week out in the woods is Jeremy Gibson. Jeremy Gibson, okay. Jeremy Gibson. So, yeah, he stays I, out. For I, I would have thought it was Luke Gross. So, was just me. <laughs> that, that, that used to be me. I was out there all the time. Yeah. Anytime I could be out there, I was there. <laughs> well, thank you for being on. I really, really appreciate it. Well, thanks for the invite. I know I know that uh, I've been smelling some good food since we've been yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. My stomach is uh, rumbling. I'm, so I'm pretty hungry right now. <laughs> Luke's going to feed us after we get off the Yeah, so, so much, much appreciated. Yeah. Um, 
Absolutely. It's been awesome. Yeah. And then we're going to have some real fun, right? Yeah, we're going to yeah. have real fun. We're, <laughs> we're, we're heading to Hallsville. Hallsville. After, after dinner, I, so. You know, I call that the Hallsville incident. The Hallsville incident. Yeah. yeah. There ain't not much more else to put it, you know? You know. I'll tell um, you, that, that that's why I say this this one right here is spoiled. That's why I say that. <laughs> that was, you know. <laughs> Her first time in the in the woods mm-hmm. and boom, there Every you go. Every time. You know, I didn't yeah. know about four or five times, but. There wasn't a time when it, something didn't happen. Or we yeah. Didn't see mm-hmm. something. She's, she's right. Yeah. yeah. That's why I and call her school. And was just like in a, in a year's, year or two span, you know? <laughs> yeah. So. I know. But I was, man. I, was very, I always say that I'm very fortunate in this field and then in the paranormal because the people that I found to teach me are of quality. I didn't find like <laughs> some dumb fuck that, <laughs> you know? Don't I can't. Back. Here's the thing. I don't. don't hold back. I never hold back. I, 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 I've, I mean, I've I been waiting. Know. There's There's been an MF, one MF, and that's the <laughs> first F that's been dropped in the whole show. And so. it's always from me. You can mine. count on me. Well, you, had, you had an MF well, earlier. Well, well mine was, was describing the story. Yeah, it was describing the story, but that I was, was like, that's true. She had to. She had to get her quota. At least one in every show. So no, I'm just kidding. I'm if just I were to give any advice, don't learn from a dumb fuck. <laughs> <laughs> There's two. Bam. <laughs> Chris, you got any, any shout out? Yeah, always. My babies and my wife. Always. Yeah. I'll shout out to them. Um, big shout out to to Luke here. Um, got a shout out to Luke for coming on and and like I said, just inspiring this this Bigfoot Bob over here to. To, to do what he does because I just I have fun with it mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of fun with it this podcast has been really cool and so and I know I, I, when I said wife and babies you were like yeah 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 let me go back and yeah so that's right yeah shout out to my my wife and all my kids yeah <laughs> I love my wife Ash, you yeah, I want to shout out to our listeners yeah. the people you know that mostly are, are yeah. like our families and yeah. our, our close friends that actually Listen and share and, you know, bring in new people, you know, because we have, you can look at our schematics from all over the world. That's not just, I mean, I'm sure some of that's kind of random, but uh, it has to be people out there sharing, you know, and hopefully it continues to grow. We're really big in Europe right now. (laughs) We're very big in Europe. Yeah. Scandinavia. I, I feel like whenever we took our break was when we were starting to really build up some steam yeah. yeah i think from now on out is just really we, we've found our stride and we just have to you know find our find our market yeah we need know? a yeah we're looking we're looking for a um, social media person yeah, yeah. You know, or stuff, so. and and we can't pay you but we can pay you in hugs and and, and squeezes, and squeezes. <laughs> <laughs> so and knowledge of you know, yeah useful trivia yeah you know, or depends you know <laughs> And if you come to Luke's house, he'll feed you. So. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> he'll take you out in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> he'll change your life. So, <laughs> Well, again, Luke, thanks for being on. I really Absolutely. appreciate it. Uh, I, I love I you. I love it. you so much. Um, you you mean the world to me. So. Same here, Bob. That, I'm going to go ahead and close the show. Thanks, everybody, for being on. Thanks for the listeners. Thank you all. Wow, 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 wow,